This episode of the New Hampshire Business Show is sponsored by Everlasting Capital. If you're a small business and you need money and a bank won't give it to you, Everlasting Capital is here to help. In as quickly as a couple of days, you can have the funding your business needs for new equipment or anything else you could need the capital for. So submit your application today and see how they can help you out. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today... I'm going to try to get this right. We're here with Jody Langelotti. That's good. <laughs> Outstanding. Of living inch by inch, correct? That's correct, yeah. Awesome. So let's get started. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Um, a little bit about myself. So I'm a mom. My daughter's uh, five. I'm a wife. And I am someone who I think a lot of people can relate to this. Have I struggled for a long time to figure out who I am and realized that I was living my life on other people's terms. Work was my life, I was a workaholic, and I didn't want that to be the case anymore. So I started on this journey of discovering who I am and starting to live life on my own terms and really figure out what it is that I wanted. So that led to me creating sort of this mindset coaching business, life coaching business, but for some reason I just, that feels weird to me because people like, you know, it's your life, but like, let me help you with your mindset and then apply that to your life kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've had a very eclectic past. I was a music teacher for a while and then I was in retail training and retail sales and had a bunch of different jobs and was really looking for something that would allow me to focus on what I'm passionate about, but be able to give back to other people too. Yeah. So you said you're a workaholic, what type of stuff were you doing? So I was a music teacher for eight years and okay. band director. So that would, you know, of course it doesn't stop there. Then you're doing the musicals, the plays, you're <laughs> running the sound system for every group that's coming in the school. Like, you know, summers you're in the band room cleaning instruments and taking care of uniforms and whatever. Um, and then when I was in retail, I would work anywhere from 60 to 80 hours a week. I was in management, upper management, and then was focusing on training. So it was at that point. Um, I actually was in the Air National, well, Army National Guard, then the Air National Guard, and I deployed overseas for about 30 days with the rock band. And um, getting ready for that deployment, my employer, like I'm at the airport, like literally about to go overseas, and my employer calls me to tell me about an issue with a manager. And at that point, I think I was like, what am I doing? Like, why? <laughs> this is This is like more important to me than my family? That's crazy. Like, I spent working 80 hour weeks leading up to going overseas for 30 days, like barely saw my husband. I was like, this is insane. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I totally understand it. Cause I was in the army as well. I was, uh, oh, thank you for your service. so like, I totally understand that time commitment and you know, just how much that takes and then trying to work at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's just, you lose a lot of family time to that. Yeah. So, yeah. But it was more my job. Like I, I was just, you know, I was guard, so I didn't have the full-time commitment and thank yeah. you for your service. Uh, but it was just like, you know, that point of frustration where you're like, oh, I'm so frustrated, you know, that my daughter wants my attention in the morning. It's like, no, 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 wait, that's backwards. <laughs> I should be so frustrated that I'm spending time sending work emails at 7 a.m. instead of spending time with my daughter. So yeah. it was just, you know, flipping that switch and really honing in on what's important to me, what my values were and are, and making sure that my time was, you know, focused on those values versus on kind of the have to's that we have on our list. Yeah. So 
Yes, we got a little bit about your 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 backstory there. So, what made you jump from that into like the lifestyle coaching? Because that's that's very interesting. It's whenever I see that, it's not like some people are like, oh, I work in you know retail, so I'm going to go switch to another retail store. Mm-hmm. You're like completely dropping everything and going to something completely off to another like another activity altogether. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done that a few times actually, but. Um, <laughs> So a couple things. So I've always been very passionate about education and about learning and then helping other people learn. <clears throat> so this is very much in that realm. But uh, for me, it was really sort of a, a major life-changing event that happened last fall. My husband has struggled with OCD his entire life. But for me, it was always sort of in the background when I got pregnant and you know was pregnant with our daughter and our daughter was born. It got a little bit worse but it was still something that I could sort of brush off and just be like, figure it out, which, you know, super compassionate wife over here, like go figure out your stuff. <laughs> um, but um, last fall, uh, kind of a few months leading up to that, um, he started to get really burned out at work and was just showing all the signs of burnout, being super stressed. And we didn't realize at the time that it was actually also signs of his OCD really ramping up. And at the end of October last year, he literally became incapacitated. He could not care for himself at all. His OCD had gotten so bad. So I became his full-time caretaker. And I realized during this process, I mean, it was a rough couple of months. He's doing much better now. We were able to find a fantastic therapist that, you know, for the first time ever was actually treating his OCD because not all therapists out there understand OCD or the right treatment for OCD. And we didn't realize that. We didn't know it was so different. So he's doing much better now, but basically during that process, um, it could have been really easy for me to completely lose myself again, which is what happened when my daughter was born. I completely lost myself. I, you know, let myself go. I hate those words. Nobody like lets themselves go. Like it just happens and you're kicking and screaming the whole way. Um, and I had sort of found myself again and because I started doing this mindset work and working with a life coach myself and um, changed up what I was eating and the way I was fueling my body. So come October, November, when this major explosion of OCD happens, it could have been really easy for me to completely lose myself again, because literally I was caring for him and our daughter and everything in our household. But while I was tired, while I was stressed, I never felt out of love with myself. I never, um, you know, was pessimistic. I was optimistic that we were going to get him help and that things were going to get better. I knew And I never lost sight of what was truly important to me. And it was at that moment that I realized that the work I'd been doing, you know, for at least five years, but really concentrated for two years of learning to love myself and how I can change sort of that programming that we get when we're, you know, kids and growing up, um, how much that really made a difference in my life. I mean, I could see it in my day to day. It was more positive. I was more optimistic. Um, You know, I was much more grateful. But when this major life event happened, it really made me um, really appreciate how much I had changed in my mindset and how much it had impacted my life. And if it weren't for the work I had done, I don't know that I would have been successful in supporting my husband, advocating for him, and also you know, trying to keep life normal for our five-year-old daughter. Yeah. So that lit this passion where I was like, okay, I want to start helping other people. You know, Hopefully they're not going to have this major catastrophic event, but like, at the same time, people are suffering every day and silently and they're miserable. And I've been there and I realized that it was completely within my control 
to change what was going on, to change how I reacted to life and to then proactively do things to create life and live life on my own terms. And I've really sort of, you know, that passion was just really ignited that this is what I want to focus on. I want to help people do this. That's pretty good. I like that. Um, I wanted to say something. I forget what it was. So yeah, cause I was looking at your website and it, it's tough, you know, living with people who, you know, you, have, you said your husband has OCD mm-hmm. and from what I've seen of it, cause I studied psychology in college for a little bit, it's, mm-hmm. it can be debilitating as it gets bad. Yeah. So, you know, trying to help that is like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. and then like you had said, you were, um, you have a child, which is hard enough because kids are crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a mess. So what, so how do you help your clients? You know, a client comes to you and they're like, my life's falling apart. Help me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. How does that look? So, um, obviously it's different with every person, but the first thing that we do is just have a conversation and I do sessions via zoom, um, or in person or via the phone. I want to be able to help people regardless of where they are. So the first thing is just a conversation and we start to talk about, um, I ask people to observe kind of their inner thoughts, their inner monologue, the stuff that they're saying to themselves. And the first thing we do is talk about that a little bit and talk about, you know, what it is that they're saying to themselves on a regular basis, because lots of times it's really negative stuff. And we may not even be aware of how quickly we jump to that negative inner monologue. And our subconscious believes what we tell it. Our subconscious doesn't know the difference between what's imagined and what's real. And so we believe what we say about ourselves. And so we start there, but we start to try to change that inner monologue. We also talk about what some of their goals are, like what, what does the ideal life look like for you? Who is the ideal Chris, for example? You know, what does that look like? What kinds of things are you doing? Um, how are you spending your time? What's happening with your body? Those kinds of things. So we start to lay out that plan. And then literally the name of my business is living inch by inch for a reason. I used to try to look at the big picture and I would get overwhelmed and then I wouldn't do anything. And so now it's about breaking it down into little manageable bite-sized chunks. Inch by inch, you can do anything. And so literally we just take small little steps. So if, you know, I ask people to start to practice gratitude and I'm all about the science behind why these things work. People talk about gratitude and visualization and mindfulness, and sometimes it can feel like they're talking a little bit like woo-woo magic, but there's real science behind it. There's been studies that have been done that show how it affects our brain and and why it works. So I always talk about the science behind it because to me, that's important. It's not just woo-woo magic. There's actual legitimate science behind why these things work. So we might start by incorporating, you know, a minute or two of gratitude Um, you know, we work in some visualization, but it's all these little inch by inch baby steps. And sometimes clients are like, grab the reins and run with it. And we can do slightly bigger chunks. Um, but sometimes we need to start a little bit smaller. So it's really about, first of all, observing, what are you doing? What are your habits? What are your patterns? What's your inner monologue? Where do you want to go? And now what do we need to do to adjust that inner monologue, those habits and those patterns to help you get where it is that you want to go? Hmm. That's pretty good. I like, I like when you're talking about finding out what their actual goals are. Because mm-hmm. I find that's where most people actually just straight up fail. Because people think they know what they want. Mm-hmm. And like, like you said, they can work 80 hours a week in a job. They're like, oh, this pay is great. But you absolutely miserably hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, it's not what you actually want. you know. So I like that. That's a good approach. 
Yeah, we talk about values too. So, you know, figuring out what is really important to you and are you spending time in those? And, you know, Stephen Covey, have you ever read um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Yes. Yeah, so he talks about, you know, those scripts that so many people live their life off of scripts that have been handed to them, either from our parents, from your friends, from colleagues, from bosses, whatever it is, from the church, and that, you know, we really should be writing our own scripts. And so, I try to help people sort of identify it. What is it that you want? Not what you think you should want, not what you think other people think you should want. What do you want? And are you living that? Yeah, that's pretty cool. So is there any, let me see here. Uh, I'm going to say quickly on your website. Um, so it says speaking. There's nothing listed on Dre yet. But I know. Are you, are you the website's new. Yeah. yeah. So I just launched the website in, um, I think in the beginning of February. So I'm working on yeah. building it for sure. So uh, yeah, so I'm looking to do speaking engagements. I have a workshop series that I'm running right now. Um, the next one's coming up Saturday, April 20th. It's in Dover um, at the Hannah McMahon Photography Studio. So this is a Live Your Best Life series. So this workshop coming up is actually about um, identity and the growth process. So really talking about identifying with who it is that you want to become but also habits and patterns and how the growth process works to kind of get you there. Um, I've uh, done other public speaking engagements. I'm really looking to branch out into maybe doing some workshops for local schools because I believe if we can get kids to start focusing on self-love, it's going to radiate out and our bully problem is going to take care of itself. Um, But yeah, there'll be more coming there, some video clips, and then some more information on some of the topics that I'd be talking about, but mostly really focusing on self-love, personal growth, visualization, those are the things that I'm really like talking about. Okay. Pretty cool. So someone that wants to reach out to you, learn a little more, get in touch with you. How do they do it? So the easiest way is actually to go to the website, livinginchbyinch.com, And there's a contact us section there. So you can absolutely fill that out. Um, they can also email me um, at starts from within at gmail.com. And you can find me on Facebook as Jody Langelotti. Um, if you search living inch by inch, that should come up too. Cause my last name's hard to spell. Um, but any of those are, are great options. Outstanding. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, definitely reach out if you need that type of inch by inch lifestyle adjustments. <laughs> Everyone does. They just typically don't realize it. So it's a good service to have. Um, so thank you guys for listening and have a great day.